welcome to episode 17 of the Hockey Profits podcast. Today's episode will feature a game from January 23rd between the Oshawa Generals and the Kingston Frontenacs. Lots of good young players in that game, a lot of good 2023 eligibles, and even a 2024 eligible that I'll talk about. But before we get to that, I'd like to uh, just mention really quickly, the last episode was heading into the World Junior Championships, and I was looking forward to watching a bunch of those games and talk about some of the uh, players from the upcoming draft that would be highlighted during those games. But as everybody knows, that all came to a screeching halt, thanks to our wonderful friend COVID. Um, it's unfortunate. There was a lot of uh, really good games in the first couple of days of the tournament. Obviously, Connor Bedard scratched his name into the brains of all of the people watching with his dominant performance in the first couple of games. Um, I thought Brad Lambert looked really good as far as uh, making his mark, getting his name back on people's minds. There were some really good games. Um, it's just too bad. I feel sorry for the, the kids and the coaches and everybody involved with the travel and behind the scenes and everything else trying to get that uh, very interesting and awesome tournament underway. It's a lot of work that goes into it and a lot of people behind the scenes that, you know, put a lot of effort in and it all went for mostly nothing. Um, that's too bad. But all that said, let's get to some current action. Let's talk about Oshawa and Kingston. Um, first, I want to talk about a player for the Oshawa Generals, a uh, centerman named Callum Ritchie. Uh, some of you probably already know about him. He's a 2023 draft eligible. He was taken second overall in the 2021 priority draft. He's pretty young, January 21st, 2005, but he's a big kid, 6'2", 180, place center. Um, so far, he's got 28 points in 34 games. That's pretty impressive. Uh, however, just as a side note, 10 of his 14 goals have come on the power play, and I think that's going to be really key when we start thinking about him and talking about him as a player overall right now. Also, to point out, he has 102 shots throughout his first 34 games and is shooting at about a 13.5% clip. So let's talk about him a little bit more in detail. So I, on his feet, I think he shows some really easy strides. Um, he can dig in on his edges. Uh, he, he's got really nice lateral movement in small places um, and good speed up ice. His acceleration is good, not super fantastic yet, but, you know, he plays most of his game right in and around the net. He looks far more comfortable there than he does when he's playing on the outside. When he sets up in the bumper spot on the power play, um, he can be very effective there. When the puck comes to him, he can move it to the right spot or get it on net quickly. He makes really good reads of the play around him in those instances. I think from further out, his um, shots on goal typically look more like a, a player just trying to get the puck to the front of the net instead of really trying to beat the goaltender from distance. I didn't see or haven't seen anything from him in a couple of games where he's really a danger when he's out there. Um, and that's okay, obviously. Uh, he works really hard around the net, so if he can get goals that's where a lot of goals come from right so setting up there at the front and being an effective short range hockey player is is really powerful stuff um i think on defense he sets up well he plays his position well but i'd like to see him get back a little bit stronger um going back into his own zone not that he's lazy or that he um tends to not get back and 
do his bit on defense, but um, he's not really going hard on the back check. Um, he kind of leaves that to other players. So that's a thing that he'll learn. He'll get better at that. Um, and I think that's really overall the uh, the, the biggest note on his game. Um, he's, he's a smart player and he's willing to get to the dirty areas. He has got decent scoring drive, but um, he's got a lot to learn still. And I think he will. I think he's still a top prospect. I think he's he's going to go fairly highly in the 2023 draft. But he does need to uh, to do some work on his game. Another player for the Generals is a young defender. Um, an October 2005 birth date, which makes him a 2024 draft eligible player. It's Luca Morelli. Um, this is really the first time I'd watched him closely in a game. And I came away pretty impressed. He's uh, 6'1", 184 pounds, drafted 81st overall in the 2021 OHL draft. And he's getting a lot of protected zone starts, starting a lot of his shifts in the offensive zone, um, not getting any kind of penalty killing or shorthanded time on the ice. But that's okay. I mean, he's barely 16 years old, right? He just turned 16 about three months ago. I think what's really interesting about him is he plays a smart and attentive game in his own end, um, keeps his stick on the ice and out in front of him, trying to uh, break up passing lanes or disrupt skating attacks. He um, keeps his gaps really, really well, um, doesn't get panicked in his own end, especially if he makes a mistake. Like there was one instance where um, a Kingston player was driving hard to the net and he kind of misread the speed and the angle a little bit but he was able to quickly recover, kept his stick in the play, and was able to, to uh, knock the puck off the guy's stick right there at the top of the crease. It was a really, really good defensive play, even though it started with a mistake. Um, I think he skates really well. He's got good mechanics skating backwards, and his pivots from forward to back are really smooth. Um, he When he gets out going hard in a straight line, he's got really long, powerful strides. And um, I noted in the game that when he gets a little bit older, he's going to be a beast on the ice. He's already got the really good size. He can skate. Um, when he gets into the offensive zone, he's not afraid to put the puck on the net. I noted one instance where he uh, was coming down the left side on the rush, and he opened up his hips really well to be, to be ready to receive a pass. And when he did, instead of just ripping it straight away, he waited for half a second just to let the defender glide a little bit out of his way, um, slipped around him and then tried to put a wrist shot short side. It was saved, but it was a good scoring attempt. Um, I haven't really seen him blast anything on a, on a big one-timer or anything like that yet, but it was one game. Um, I'm sure he'll get his opportunities to do that. Not He doesn't have any goals yet on the season. In his 34 games, he's got seven assists, but I think that lies more with the fact that um you know he he's a young guy and he's not the, on the top pair by any stretch right they use him a lot in the offensive zone like i said he's a right-handed defenseman so he plays on the right side but in the offensive zone on on left side draws or on the power play then he sets up at the left point um to take advantage of his right-handed shot and not open towards the middle angle right um so I think he's a really interesting player. I can't wait to watch him develop. I think he could become a really good defenseman for the 2024 draft. And like I said, it's um, how good can he become? It'll be interesting. Offensive-minded, defensively responsible, 
good skater with size. I really liked his play. Um, another player for Oshawa was uh, another really young skater, um, May 2005 birth date. He makes him a 2023 20, eligible, but he's the fourth line center for the team right now, Jordan Ertel. He's 5'11", 183 pounds, um, not scoring a ton, but honestly, he's not getting very many minutes at all. He's only played in 14 games so far with a single goal. Um, you know, it's hard to judge a player based on his really limited time on the ice, but I liked the minutes that I saw him play. He, uh, he'll get physical. He'll, he'll hit you a little bit. He'll go to the net. He works really hard in the corners. Um, he's engaged in the play at both ends. Uh, I really liked his balance on his feet. Um, he can take a little bit of a, a bump. He can give one out. Um, I, I think, you know, as the year progresses and uh, next year, I mean, I don't expect him to be anything like a first round pick or anything like that, but he was an interesting player. Um, we'll keep an eye on him. If he can develop some scoring touch and uh, get some more time on the ice, get a little bit more confidence, um, he could become an interesting forward for the 2023 draft. Maybe well, at this point, maybe like a third round pick, something like that. We'll see. And so now switching over to the Kingston side of the ice, uh, you know, I think the most interesting player in this game in the 2022 draft was Paul Ludwinski. I know you thought I was going to say Shane right there, but I'm going to save him for a minute. Um, but all that aside, I really liked Paul Ludwinski's game. Um, he is speedy. He's quick to the puck he doesn't stop um so he's a high energy player really good work rate um he might have been the most entertaining player on the ice in this game only because he was always active always engaged um they used him a lot on the penalty kill for good reason he'd get out at the top of the diamond and um, he would attack the puck at the point he's quick enough and and smart enough to recover once that puck gets moved um there was one sequence where he was on the four check and was just dogging the puck got a turnover got it to the slot fired a shot low to the far side um, really nice kick save kept the puck out of the net but i mean he was doing everything on the ice he'd hit he'd put a shoulder into you um, like i said he's killing penalties centering the second power play unit um, which is interesting you know he's seven goals and 13 assists in his 34 games so he's not scoring a ton but most of that scoring is at even strength he's only got one power play goal so far in the season you know and his pedigree is there he's taken fifth overall in the 2020 ohl draft um, i think a lot of that is the fact that he just hustles like mad um, he's got really good hand-eye coordination too i watched him in a couple of games there were instances where a puck was three or four feet off the ice and he was able to bat it down get it quickly under control um, once on the move through the neutral zone into the offensive zone, once on a breakaway um, in a game, not in this game we're talking about, but a, the Friday night game. You've got a breakaway, put the puck away. It was really nice play. Um, I, I just, I think there's so much to like about his game, but I really want him to uh, start getting better on his outside shots. Um, there's so much to like with his game. Right now he's ranked in the mid-30s by most of the different draft rankings that are out there um that seems about right i think if he starts scoring a bit more over the second half you could see him rise but everything else in this game 
is really enjoyable. I really liked watching him. Now, let's take a minute and let's talk about everybody's favorite player for the 2022 draft, Shane Wright. Now, let me just say off the top that there are people who are thinking that he may not go number one overall. Um, I think that's insane. Right, right off the top. I mean, yeah, he might not be scoring as much as he could be. Um, right now, he's 15 goals and 28 assists in 31 games. He's got six power play goals, so you know, 60%, 70% of his, his points are coming on um, even strength. 113 shots in 31 games. He is just the most dominant player on the ice in any game he's playing in. And it's it's not like he's a player who's just going to the net, right? He's not doing that. He's doing everything else on the ice that's important to win a game. His puck support is incredible wherever it is, in the defensive zone, in the offensive zone. If he doesn't have the puck, he's there supporting either the guy who does or the guy who's trying to get it away. He knows immediately what he wants to do when he gets the puck. And he makes those plays so quickly. Um, whether that's, you know, getting a one-touch pass, he's got a really snappy backhand pass, and oh my god, does he love to use that backhand pass. Um, but it's not one of those lazy ones, right? It's, it's a backhand pass where the puck comes to him and he's already turning his feet and already getting the puck exactly where he wants it to go way before the defenders have time to react um, his skating is so good whether it's up ice really strong mechanics um, or just changing pace I mean he's not super fast necessarily he's not like an elite burner but you know, one moment he'll be going down ice at sort of average speed, and then he'll just shift gears and catch the defenders off guard. Um, he can move quickly to wherever he needs to get. Um, he's not a big physical player necessarily, but he will bump and lean and push. Um, and then when you get to his shot, his wrist shot gets so much power on it. It's incredible. And then of course, in this game, he had his highlight reel backwards between his legs, no look below the goal line, bank shot off the goaltender goal. It was just ridiculous. I mean, and it, it, it's rare to see him not have an option. If he's got the puck and he's getting closed in on, he can make the move, do the thing he needs to do. You know, He's a player who's working on his 200-foot game, and he's leading the team on the ice. He's a smart, smart player with all of the tools, the size, the strength, the speed. Um, and so I put one last note, and this is the last thing I'll say about Shane Wright and probably the last thing really for this podcast, which is um, if he doesn't go first overall in the 2022 draft, there are going to be fans that are going to be screaming for the heads of the GMs that passed on him. Um, he's simply the best player in this draft. No question. So that said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, in short, Shane Wright should go number one. If he doesn't, fire the GMs who didn't take him. Also, follow me on Twitter at hockey underscore profits. Um, subscribe to the podcast if you would. It always helps. And uh, that's it. 
hockeyprofits.com. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. This podcast was brought to you by Monster Puck Productions.